Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I am Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they and she. And we we have to do the show. We do. The The podcast gods have demanded that we resume. Not separate. Separate from the thing that was going on <laughs> in Crisis. <laughs> that, is, that is more than well over by the time this episode comes well, out. Well, yeah, but there are still powers that be, you know? Mm-hmm. Powers be shopping. Powers do be shopping. Quite possibly the most nothing thing I've ever said. <laughs> Anyways. When when we last convened for this show, regular style, it was for we we rolled at the end, hunting Soulsborn. Mm-hmm. And I proceeded to not think about it so hard that I forgot about it until yesterday. Yeah, yeah, like same. <laughs> so we gotta figure out what we're doing with this. Mm-hmm. Do we have any bonus objectives we want to apply to maybe help steer us in the direction? Um. If not, I can start a timer. I mean, do we want to just, like, call the shot and say it's going to be, like, a spinoff of an existing hunting game franchise? No, I think it's not going to be that specifically. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. 45 minutes on the clock. Let's go. Um, okay. So, Soulsborne games to me are about, like, stats, right? They're about stats and they're about boss fights and weapons. See, to me, they're not about stats. Mm-hmm. I think when most people talk about Soulsborne, they they don't really- They talk about the stats insofar as they talk about a build. Yeah, yeah. Um, but mostly it is a game about reflexes. It's like a fighting game, but for one person. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, so I was trying to think of, like, okay, well, in, in hunt, or, like, I was trying to think of, like, all the ways that one could do hunting, right? Because mm-hmm. there's, like, um, like, bow hunting, firearms, clearly, um. There's monster hunting. Yes. Hammers, uh, wipe, or instruments, you know, all of the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the gang's all here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was trying to, like, think of, like, that, but, like, in a kind of, like, a Soulsborne-y kind of way, you know? Yeah. I guess once we decide what you're hunting, it could be easier for us to figure out what kind of tools one might have for hunting. Yeah, yeah, because, like, one thought I had was, like, it would be, um, like, your, your, your very typical, like, Things that you would hu- like go on a hunting trip for, you know, like stag, um, you know, deer, rabbits, um, God, even like bears, but like fucked up and twisted. Then I was like, I think that's kind of very bloodborne to me. Yeah, it's like the thing is, is that bloodborne and Dark Souls as a whole is already almost kind of a hunting game. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're just not, like, doing the thing of, like, a monster hunter where you're, like, Carving. grinding for material. Yeah, Although yeah. Bloodborne kind of is, because you have to grind for healing items. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, weapon crafting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually would be a kind of an interesting take, right? Because, like, Obviously, like, Soulsborne games have, like, um, upgrade trees, right? For, or at least Dark Souls does, where, like, yeah, you've got this, like, great sword, but you're, you could make this great sword, like, 
you know great sword plus five yeah or like take your great sword and actually turn it into like a crystal great sword or like shit like that you know Mm-hmm. So kind of like maybe like leaning really into that too, kind of in the way that like Monster Hunter games have like upgrade trees. Kind of actually, here's the thing that I want to suggest. Uh huh. Um, so the Fable series is rife with a lot of the the Molyneux classic of saying, "This is how this thing is going to work," and then it doesn't work that way. Correct. Correct. Um, but one of the things that I do remember from Fable 3 that I, I wish was done more thoroughly than it mm-hmm. was is, like, the concept of a living weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't remember, uh, in Fable 3, there, there are these weapons that you could get that change depending on how you use them. Okay. Um, mainly being, like, oh, if you kill a bunch of skeletons with this sword, it's going to become a skeleton sword. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Let me see if I can find out all the different things that it does. Fable 3 living weapons. Four hero weapons. There we go. They each change in visual appearance as you open combat chests on the road to rule whether or not they are equipped. The player can rename them at will as many times as they like. Unfortunately, despite their unique nature and the importance the story puts on them, they are the weakest weapons in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Every other weapon which you can find or buy is a superior legendary weapon. Mm. Yeah, it's it's neat. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so uh, so let's maybe let's narrow down like what what one would hunt in this game, right? Do we want to do like critters and you know things like that, or do we want to get like more fantastical? or magical, or, you know, that kind of... Because something I, I, I just thought of was, what if it was, like, more, like, universal monster kind of thing? Mm. So, like, like a... Bloodborne. <laughs> like a vampire, like a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, but, like, maybe a little bit more... I don't know, does, does Bloodborne have vampires? I'm pretty sure it very explicitly does. Oh, okay. Look, I, I know it's got a hot werewolf, but that's that's all I know. Let's see. I just saw the words. Let me just open vampire into this lore wiki. A timeless society of vampire-like entities was formed in Kanehurst, Annalise, or Kanehurst Castle thereafter. It is a place of refinement. Blah, 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 blah. Vampire-like creatures. Mm, okay. And people in the comments are like, I think the hunter that you play as might be a vampire. <laughs> they do drink blood to heal. Mm, that's true. And by drink blood, I mean they inject it directly into their leg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I know this isn't... Um, I know this isn't exactly the prompt. Mm-hmm. But also, I would argue fishing is a kind of hunting, right? It can be. <laughs> I would say like stuff like spear fishing is. Mm-hmm. Cause like, uh, what was it? I I saw some post on Twitter that was talking about how like it was Monster Hunter Tri's like birthday recently. Mm-hmm. And every and every underwater combat. And everybody was like, Oh, I love the underwater combat. Da, 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 da. Sickos. <laughs> Absolute sickos. 
Haha, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So so what if what if you had to play a a, a Soulsborne but in, in with 3D movement underwater? Let me throw some words at you real quick. Okay. And by several words I mean one word. Okay. Cryptids. Okay. Let's go bully Nessie. Mm-hmm. Cryptids is distinct enough from the vibes of Bloodborne, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And we could, like, adjust it to be slightly more modern than Victorian England. Hmm. Maybe, um... Maybe, like, a lore reason why you don't just shoot everything with a gun is one... Because, like, I feel like a lot of modern games and modern, modern stylings tend to just be like, Ah, yes, gun violence. And, like, I get it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because you kind of have to keep a low profile about this, like, you're not trying to draw too much attention to yourself while you're doing this, so your char- like, maybe the society your character represents, or, like, you know, whoever is kind of, like, putting you up to this, it kind of, you know, has, like, a, you know, we need- this is a secret society, we need to keep this on the low, don't draw too much attention to yourself by using, like, you know- an AR-15 or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why they tend to use things like bows, knives, things like that. If you're going to have a pistol, it's going to be a, a very slow fire thing. I think the better explanation is that fucking silver bullets are so fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's... You're not going to be auto-firing silver bullets. Uh-huh. <laughs> you get a flintlock pistol at most. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of those that does, like, an auto-reload that I know existed at, like, that weird time in between. I think they- uh, maybe I'm thinking of crossbows, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, I know crossbows had, like, a clip. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, someone made a repeating flintlock pistol at some point. Mmm, nice. They look pointier than your average flintlock pistol. Fascinating. It's like, what if a flintlock pistol was a boar's boy? <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like. Okay, yeah. No idea how it works, but... Yeah. Um... God, now I'm trying to think of, like... Um... Okay, so, I like, the big bosses, right? The big monsters are gonna be... Uh, the cryptids themselves, right? I guess, I guess, uh, something... I guess a point of order mm-hmm. is, like... Are is this more like Monster Hunter where you're kind of dropped into like an instanced arena or map to do a hunt? Or is this more Dark Souls where like the world is you know kind of like static, like you're working towards like these checkpoints and bosses and stuff like that? So I think it does need to be you drop in somewhere because of how distinct the zones that a cryptid can live in are. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't think this is open world a la Elden Ring. Yeah, I think the the weird part here is that by doing it this way, it kind of is just level-based. Yeah. It's like a level-based action game for the PS2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is, this is, level design-wise, functionally no different from Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Uh-huh. I mean, thinking about it, though, like kind of a a sprawling open world game where you can accidentally uncover like 
a cryptid boss arena sounds really kind of cool. okay maybe maybe we meet the middle ground where it's you know how um in monster hunter non-world mm-hmm. edition yeah there's like there's like you know like oh here's five maps mm-hmm. and everything's mm-hmm. gonna exist on these five maps and yeah forms. yeah so what if there's five maps and then once you're on the map it's kind of just like a Soulsborne? yeah i guess uh uh in in a way maybe a bit more like pokemon legends arceus right because like yeah like pokemon legends arceus because you've got zones like clear distinct zones but they are quite big and like there is that kind of like open world element once you load in Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of like the alpha pokemon only more menacing yeah yeah and i think you have to go through a fog gate (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Um. What is the, um, like, I guess, like, the bonfire equivalent in this universe? Uh, could just still be a bonfire, but, like, by way of a campsite. Mm-hmm. I think big camping vibes are gonna be part of this game. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe maybe it, it, it shares this with uh, Final Fantasy XV, and they are just, just about to say Final yeah. Fantasy XV, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, you just kind of, you find the next campsite. And then you sit down, and you put some photorealistic food on the screen. And have, you know, Coleman brand <laughs> cooking stove and Nissan tent. brand instant noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I I actually really like that. Because I I think there probably is, like, a time-of-day system going on here, too, right? Like, I think passage of time with certain crypt is actually going to be really important to get. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, because, like, okay, so, like, let's say, like, um, Mothman, right? Like, he only spawns, like, dead of night in, like, one particular, like, you know, forest zone, or, like, one spot of the forest zone. So if you go to that spot in the forest zone during the day, like, the fog gate doesn't even load. You could walk around in his arena, but, like, there's no loading zone to kind of, like, show that it's going to be a boss area, unless you have, like, that time condition, and then the fog gate, you know, appears, and it's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, yeah, 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 okay. And I, I think that also adds an interesting element of exploration because you have no idea where the boss zones are going to be because there is like a time of day requirement too. So what kind if? Of, um, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. You're but good. I, I am thinking about this and like and having the gate appear. It's not, what if we like steal a, a thematic idea from like a, a th- visual th- idea from uh, Doctor Strange? Okay. Um. And I think this is actually something that they're going to be doing with uh, doing in Multiverse of Madness or whatever, mm. um, based on the one trailer I've seen. Yeah. Um, having just like, you know how when Doctor Strange wants to do a, a big CGI fight, they go into the mirror world or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if like when the event is happening, there's a crack, like a mirror crack just existing in space, and when you touch it, the cryptid is visualized but like before that like in the trailer for multiverse of madness starro the big alien with tentacles Mm. or maybe that's shimagorath i don't remember which one's which (laughs) um 
the big alien with tentacles is like destroying a bus. Mm-hmm. But before that happens, there's just like a bus being lifted into the air and being crushed for no reason. Yeah, yeah. And then Doctor Stranger breaks open the mirror world or whatever and reveals mm-hmm. creature. Yeah. So what if it's doing that? It's like what if there's like what if there's like a goat or something being lifted into the air and spirited away and you see a crack in the mirror so you touch it and then there's the chupacabra. Yeah. And that's kind of, I guess, also functions as, like, your Dark Souls, like, fog gate, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you you are approaching this this mirror crack with the full intention that you are going to be spawning a boss fight. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, you're in an area and suddenly the wind starts whipping up and it starts healing and everything is going nuts. Mm-hmm. So you touch the thing and, oh, there's Mothman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Bigfoot spawner is just, like, you kind of have to just track down some footsteps. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of them, like, phasing in and out very quickly. Uh-huh. It's like when Abra spawns in yeah. Pokemon Legends RCS. Mm-hmm. So, I, I really like this concept for, like, our big enemies, right? Our, our mm-hmm. large, you know, spooky cryptid bosses what are our smaller enemies right because like dark souls games have like you know a whole slew of like zombies skeletons witches monstrous creatures you know they've got like a a good like spread of like little things too i'm gonna look at a list of cryptids but my immediate gut response was what if it's just an infinite number of fresno night crawlers (laughs) (laughs) the funny little guys with no arms I mean, there could just be like more like mythological than like gremlins or whatever, depending on your your zone. Ah, uh-huh. British big cats, they're carnivorous mammal. Oh, I guess like, um, uh, you, one of the zones definitely just has like jackalopes, right? Mm-hmm. Like just a no, like I I think. Th- <laughs> yeah, like whatever, like the forest domain is. Just has, like, a fuck ton of, like, jackalopes. In North American folklore, fearsome critters were tall tale animals jokingly said to inhabit the wilderness in or around logging camps, especially in the Great Lakes region. Today, the term may also be applied to similar fabulous beasts. Mm. There is the agropelter, a beast that amuses itself by hurling twigs and tree branches at passersby. Mmm, yes! The jackalope is on this list. Mm-hmm. The cactus oh. cat, a feline of the American Southwest with hair-like thorns that intoxicates itself by the consumption of cactus water. Oh, that's good. Also, like, I think, do you think there's an urban, like, a city zone? Oh, yeah, that's where you gotta go find the Jersey Devil. Uh-huh. So, like, I think that one probably has, like, the Rat King and, like, just fucking rats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. A squonk, an animal, saddened by its deformed countenance, cries incessantly and even dissolves into tears if seen. Mmm. fucked up. I think that's a good, like, crystal lizard kind of enemy. <laughs> yeah. Tea kettler, a small variety of vermin that make a noise like a tea kettle. That could be another fun, like, small rats that you find on the way to the Rat King. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Whirling Wimpus. Which is a very funny name. Yeah. 
A gorilla-like monster with large arms and horse-like hooves, with the ability to spin around into a small tornado to catch prey. I mean, isn't that that just that one meme of the gorilla spinning around in the bathtub? Mm-hmm. To maniac. <laughs> the Snallygaster. That's a name I've heard before. It's a dragon-like beast. I think if there is going to be another, like, this is a hidden collectible, mm-hmm. they should be called Snipes. Yes! And they're just, like, silly-looking birds. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, funny birds. The belled buzzard, a vulture with a bell on it, the ringing of which is cited as an omen of disaster. Oh, that's a good, like, annoying... Yeah, yeah, because I feel like you gotta have, like, awful birds in a in a Soulsborne, right? That's a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. The Dungaven Hooter, a crocodile creature with no mouth and huge nostrils. The creature uses its tail to pound loggers into gaseous vapor, which it then inhales for sustenance. Mm, that reduces you to a mist and then snorts you. That's a really good, uh, like another enemy to put in, like, because I think there's definitely like a lake zone, or sorry, a lock zone, because mm-hmm. that's where Loch Ness would be, like Loch Ness monster. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we definitely need, like, some some fucked up, like, aquatic dudes. Yeah, I also was actually thinking, like, what if we put that one in the city zone, and it could be, like, the, you know, the, 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 the myth of the crocodile that lives in the sewer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Gumbaroo, a rare, hairless, bear-like creature with nearly invulnerable skin. The animal's eye repels anything fired at it. Fire causes the Gumbaroo to combust into a massive explosion. See, that's a good, that's a good Dark Souls enemy, because it's like, yeah, they're going to take resist, like, they're going to resist, like, most physical damages, but, like, anything elemental is just going to, like, wipe them out. Yeah, okay. I'm also thinking about, like, what if some of the uh, the, the low-level monsters that you just run around and fight on the way are just, like, 3D recreations of the fucked up animals that they would draw in medieval bestiaries. Oh yeah, or like um, it's functionally a bear, but it looks real fucking weird. Or this is a cat with a human face. Yeah, yeah. Or even like, I think some of the illustrations of like uh Hieronymus Bosch too, like um, just these. Uh, no, these are more fucked up looking people than they are animals. Never mind. <laughs> On this page of quote legendary creatures, there is a drawing of a man that has snakes for legs. Mm. <laughs> I'm sending you a picture of a quote fearsome creature known as the Hoogog. The Hoogag. Oh, nice. Big lip. That's a that's a Muppet to me. Mm-hmm. It's an animal similar to a moose, with stiff, jointless legs and a large upper lip, upper lip preventing it from grazing or lying down. Hmm. Honestly, this is just a creature of suffering. Yeah. This is a creature that you talk to, and it's just like, it's one of those Soulsborne characters that like has very weird dialogue and then laughs funny. Yeah. Um. Also, it might teach you magic. Is this game a game of magic? <laughs> um i think it's a game of like artifacts that'll cast a spell but i don't think there's like like i think you could have like a ring that lets you shoot a fireball right right maybe maybe this guy will like 
upgrade your ring or like something like that. You feed this guy materials because he can't graze on his own, and uh-huh. then he he secretes an <laughs> item for you. <laughs> Quite a fearsome knight, isn't it, Hunter? Uh-huh. <laughs> so what kind of weapons? Okay, so like definitely a bow or a bow and a crossbow. I think those are two yeah. different weapons because I think mm-hmm. I think the bow is kind of like a strength dex weapon, and the crossbow is like pure dex. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, obviously there's like a flintlock, but. I almost think the flintlock is less of like a main weapon and more of like a consumable weapon. You know, like I like the idea of having a like secondary weapon slot where you just like tap it and it'll do a thing. So that's where you would put your flintlock or your your magic ring or stuff like that. Okay, yeah. So like in the middle of your combo, you can tap that button and it'll fire that. It's like um or even a bayonet and. I think Bayonetta specifically uh-huh. is the one I'm thinking of, like, where if you hold down a button, you just start shooting your gun at the end of the move. Yes. Yeah, and you can actually, like, buffer that, too, with your um, dodge rolls. So you could, like, be doing your shooting dodge roll, but keep that button held down, and then after you get out of your dodge roll, you'll continue to to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe this is also, like, if you do have, like, a shield, too, like, you would put it on that button, too. Mm-hmm. It's, like, yeah, maybe this game doesn't necessarily have like an a uh, dual wield option. Um, but it's If more... you're dual wielding, it's like a small weapon that you're not going to use often. Yeah, yeah. Or like a, you know, it's a like a parrying knife or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was that. just going to say like if you have a second knife, it is for parrying only. <laughs> mm. Um, and then like main hands, yeah, like I think there's definitely um bow and crossbow for like main hand ranged weapons. I think there's definitely an axe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think axe is really good. Um, some sort of like club hammer kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a sword, but I think it's like a machete. I think that yeah, there should be like that kind of like slashing weapon. I also want there to be a whip blade as like a, a specific class of weapon. Uh huh. Also, I think one of the weapons should be a fishing rod. That's a that's a type of whip blade. Uh huh. I just it, where you um you use piano wire instead of fishing line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, use it to cut cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, another like offhand or like consumable weapon. I think is definitely javelin or like throwing spear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this game really has a main hand spear though. No. Uh, maybe I don't know. I feel like it should. Monster Hunter doesn't have one, but I think this one should have one. Mm-hmm. Just do you know a big dragoon jump? <laughs> Look, it's really good against the Mothman. Yeah, or any any like because I think I think like um I like the idea of because kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier with like um. You're, you upgrading your weapons, like, I think it'd be fun if, like, the weapons are more of, like, dictating, like, okay, this is kind of the stats I want to lean into, and also this weapon complements my fighting style, and then from there you can augment it further and be like, well, actually, 
I kind of do want to play like strength deck, so I'm gonna, you know, throw the heavy augment onto my crossbow, turn it to heavy crossbow, or you know, something like that. So I was thinking mm-hmm. because I like the idea of a living weapon so much. Yeah, yeah. Is that each weapon has its own stats that like when when you level up, you're not assigning yourself stats; you're assigning stats to your weapon. Uh huh. Um, and like that, like it's like okay, I'm a I'm a whip class weapon level 5 so that way anytime i pick up a whip i automatically make it level 5 when i can assign it stats okay yeah yeah um and depending on and it does like um you know how like in a virtual pet when you upgrade your stats a certain way it'll change its appearance mm-hmm. that's what it does to the weapons yeah so if you like really lean into dex build on your uh your axe it becomes like a um like a hatchet kind mm-hmm. of thing and like um Okay, so something I actually really liked about Elden Ring for the little bit I did get to play was you kind of have like a a special button, right? I think they call them Arts of War. But I kind of like the idea of like you have your your core set of moves, right, for every weapon. Like you've got a heavy attack, a light attack, a jumping attack, aerial attack, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. I think as you kind of transform your weapon and you slowly start to shape it that kind of unlocks this sort of art of war style attack that is kind of unique to that combination so like for the you know the dexterity axe that allows you to have a like you know like a boomerang axe toss versus um, you know, maybe playing the pure deck or the pure strength axe gives you like some sort of like, you know, heavy slam kind of attack. Mm-hmm. That's even like slower but heavier hitting than your heavy swing. Let's see. Okay, so there's definitely like, yeah, like a, a strength and a deck stat and like something for your HP. Is there like um like something for like esoterics that kind of governs like magic damage you think sorry i got distracted by a tiktok on twitter you're good you're good um yeah no i I definitely think that's like the kind of way it would adjust too um style wise like the morphing and all Mm -hmm. um yeah no i think we you've nailed it yeah yeah we need to come up with a name um actually first do you get a horse and does it have a double jump um no because you've got a a really like fucked up bicycle like a mountain bike yeah <laughs> like honestly, pedestrian in the city zone honestly that that would kind of be sick <laughs> like just having like a, a cool fucked up bike mm-hmm um, I also think there's like an accessory slot where you can equip a, like a a uh, an item that changes a thing. I think one of them is a cloak that gives you a double jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that way, if you're not using a ranged weapon of any kind, it's like, all right, yeah, Mothman, I'll come up there to you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I'm I am just going to use machetes the whole game, and I will just double jump at you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think like the, your starting weapons are definitely like bow and machete or something like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 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 
The thing about Dark Souls games is it's just always two words. Mm-hmm. Sometimes smashed together. Mm-hmm. And they're seemingly unrelated to the game at large. With yeah. the exception of Elden Ring. Yeah. Which you are chasing the Elden Ring. Or seeking it? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I played exactly 20 minutes of that game and decided it was not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I extremely wanted the game to be for me, and then my computer was like, mm, actually? No thanks. This is a <laughs> this is a, a poorly ported game to the PC. I am going to struggle with the first boss. I didn't even get that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like, you can technically... Uh, find the first boss really early but because he's just like is roaming around in the tutorial area but you're extremely meant to leave him alone keep playing get the cutscene that lets you do your level ups because before that point you just straight up can't put your your runes into stats and then you're meant to level up and grind and come back to him oh wait is this the guy on the horse the first yes yes. okay yeah i did see that guy He's fucked up and evil. I I could I could consistently get him to half health, and then the the mechanics change, and he starts jumping, and I'm like, ooh, no, thank you. I don't know why, but I keep thinking about the word esoteric. Hmm. Because like I feel like that's a good like adjacent word to like cryptid and cryptic too. I was thinking of like shift because of the whole mirror thing mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i don't want to put the first part of crypto in here anywhere or yes cryptid, agreed um, because of crypto reasons mm-hmm. well then if you short it too much it sounds like or you shorten it too much it just sounds like crypt like of of ghouls and of zombies the keeper's fame yeah although crypt seeker could be something Mm. It could be. It's certainly not nothing. Mm-hmm. I like the word tracker also instead of hunter. Yeah. I think that's definitely like what your character is called. Like you are the tracker. Mm-hmm. What if it's like Echo Tracker or something like that? Mm. And like when uh the things that happen on the other side of the shift happen in the real world it is it is referred to as an echo. Mm, so when that goat go. gets lifted up into the air mm. 30 feet with nothing attached to it it's like, oh, yes, that, that's an echo yeah yeah there we go there's some fucking lore echo tracker love that it is the echo no I was gonna make a monster hunter world joke and say behemoth is here just purple behemoth he's got an ecliptic meteor and everything you have to hide behind a tree to line of sight the meteor <laughs> pray tracker you must needs returns to southwest jersey <laughs> <laughs> that's good echoteric is that anything so I think that is Echoteric is a fun portmanteau. I love to make a portmanteau. You do, and this game or this this podcast really thrives on that. Honestly, I don't think esoteric is spelled with two R's, but I'm going to put two R's in here. Mm. Like terror. Mm. 
It's a three-way portmanteau. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus hey. Christ. I was in the middle of stretching. <laughs> What's the base camp like? What is the equivalent to that, like, oh, that town in Leptons Arceus? Oh, um... Maybe it's just, like, a big hunting lodge. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, I was thinking, like, a log cabin or something. Yeah, just like a... It's just like kind of a nice cabin and or like a like a oh or yeah kind of like a like a like shit like a really fancy bed and breakfast out in the woods Mm -hmm. but you're the only one there yeah or if you booked this Airbnb for a year Mm -hmm. okay Echo Terek a hunting soulsborn game. You play as a tracker, a person who hunts cryptids that negatively affect the mundane world. You head to one of several zones and explore the open world area, looking for cracks to access and face various monsters. As you progress, you level up your weapons to change in performance and appearance depending on how you allocate their stats. Nice. I did misspell your as ute. <laughs> Two utes. It's time for plugs. Mm-hmm. You can find the show on Twitter at RNGGCast, and you can send us emails to RNGGPodcast at gmail.com. Carol. I am on Twitter at CrashingWaves14. You can find me there retweeting and a posting. Cassidy, where are you online? You can find me online at MadLobotanist. This is M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And you can find all my podcasts that I do and that I've guested on at MadLobotanist.NeoCities.org, which is the same as my Twitter handle, .NeoCities.org. Brawling the numbers as we speak. Let's see. This is Vampire. It's time for Vampire. Okay. It's just a single, single thing, single thing of Vampire. And again, the season is very heavy on the um the, the single, single the single prompts. Okay. Also, that is our fifth um topic roll for the season. Looking <laughs> at it, it's it is just behind bonus challenge plus a reroll. Damn. I cannot wait to come back next week and or in two weeks and make a video game tie-in for Morbius. Yeah, Summer of Morbius begins here. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's it for the show, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um until the Summer of Morbius begins. Good mm-hmm. luck. And have fun.